Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some R slash am I the butthole. <laughs> If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. And as I say every single day, it truly, truly does. So thank you so much for being involved. Let's just crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from Affectionate Arm 471. Am I the arsehole for getting upset at something I had originally said is okay regarding my wedding? Hello. I was supposed to get married last year, but due to the obvious issue, it had been cancelled and we moved it to this year. Finally, my area is doing well in terms of COVID. The cases are lower every day. The vaccination process is going well and the regulations are relaxed and everything is almost back to normal. I'm getting married in a month and I couldn't be happier. I have a no-kids wedding and I had notified everyone that it's a no-kids wedding so they could tell me whether they'd be able to attend or not. I said it's fine if you can't find a babysitter for the day and I won't judge you if you can't afford to have a sitter or if you can't find one and you won't be able to attend. I just said I'd like to be notified at least two weeks prior to the wedding because that's when I'm going to give the list of guests to the venue. Four of my friends and a cousin of mine called me earlier this week to tell me they won't be able to attend because they can't find or afford a babysitter. They wished me well on the wedding. I got very upset. They knew for an entire year that I was planning a no-kids wedding and they couldn't figure something out, which tells me they don't actually care about me. The phone calls of the four friends were separate and happened in the span of two days. And my cousin actually visited me to give me the wedding gift and tell me she won't be able to attend. My cousin was the last one to tell me and I went off. I told her how I feel like my wedding is not important to them if they can't figure out how to leave their kids alone for one day. My cousin then said how I'm being unfair because I had previously said it was fine if we can't attend because of the kids for whatever reason. And then I said I'm being notified last minute and she pulled the argument that they notified way before two weeks notice before the wedding and they notified more than a month before it. I told my cousin to leave my house because I needed to think. I called my mum to ask for advice and also consulted my fiance. But they both told me that I'm overreacting because the girls met my wishes and notified one month prior and how I was the one who said it's not a problem if you can't attend because of the kids. 
I said I felt it unfair that they'd put their kids above my wedding when it was just for one night and my mum scolded me and said I'm being too entitled for expecting people to put their kids needs or their financial issues aside because I'm getting married and that my wedding might be the most important thing to me but it's not the most important thing to everyone else and if someone else has to attend 10 weddings a year it's naturally they won't be able to meet the needs of every single one. So. Am I the arsehole for getting upset at something I previously said I wouldn't mind? Now we've had these stories before where, you know, people want no kids weddings and that's absolutely fine. If that's what you want to do, that's absolutely fine. But as we've said in previous ones, you you can't go being upset when, you know, people can't meet your needs and they can't and they can't find babysitters or they can't they didn't have the financial means to do so. But where you really, I mean, you was an asshole for most of this, but where you really became the big one is where you said he felt it was unfair that they put their kids above my wedding when it was just for one night. And it was like, really? And your mum was totally right. You're being way too entitled, verging on bridezilla scales here. But GW2K Pro says, you're the asshole because of this attitude. In quotes, I said I felt it was unfair because they put their kids above my wedding. Then says, if there is someone out there that doesn't put their kids over your wedding or any wedding, then they are shitty parents. I understand why you want a kid-free wedding, and that is your right. The other side of the coin is that some people with kids won't come to the wedding for lots of reasons involving their kids. That is their right. You ask for notice, and they were polite enough to give it to you. And sometimes Smarmy says, you're the arsehole, you said it was okay and gave them a deadline. And now you went back on that. Childcare is hard to keep and often won't know for sure if they have it until a week or two before an event. You've given no reason why you aren't an arsehole here and every reason that you are. And username52 says, you're the arsehole, you gave a deadline, they followed it. An invitation is an invitation, not a summons. (laughs) With the pandemic, people's lives have changed, particularly financially, and it's been really tough on kids. It might be harder to find a babysitter because of other people's lives changing. Maybe they're not comfortable going to a big wedding due to COVID, and they're just trying to say it's because of a babysitter, because you had said that initially. Also, maybe you're just a bridezilla in general, and they're using this because they don't want to go. And KFNNNP says, you're the arsehole, don't plan a no kids wedding, then throw a tantrum because people with kids can't attend. And one more from Saluki Queen saying, you're the arsehole, even if you hadn't said you were okay with it earlier, which you did, you're still being unreasonable, especially for those who can't afford the sitter. Your wedding may be the center of your universe, but other people have lives outside of you. You're the one ruining your special day with your attitude. Let it go and enjoy the day or spend it sulking your choice and apologize to your poor cousin now what would you do in this situation if you was approached with that kind of attitude let me know and we'll move on to the next story and our next story comes from black skull eight and it seems to be wedding season you know we're now a lot of places are coming out of covid all the weddings are opening back up so a lot of stories are coming about weddings Am I the arsehole for asking my dad's brother to walk me down the aisle instead of my dad? I, 28 female, am getting married in the winter. Me and my dad were very close when I was growing up. When I was age 16, my parents divorced after 20 years of marriage. Now, I don't blame him for this, and from the information I have, I can confidently say it's mum's fault they divorced. However, after the divorce, he completely ignored all six of his children. He didn't make any effort to keep in contact with any of us. The last time we heard or spoke to him was the night of the separation. For the next eight years, I was the main earner for my family and was more like a parent to my siblings. 
During this time, I didn't keep in contact with anybody from my dad's side of the family. I had the phone numbers of a couple of my aunties and cousins, but didn't really speak to them apart from the yearly birthday or Christmas message. I only really saw one cousin of mine regularly, and that was the cousin who was my 19 male brother's best friend growing up. We call him Rob. Around about five years ago, I had a big falling out with my mother in which I left the house. At this time, I asked Rob for his mother's number so I could ask her to get in touch with my father for me. She gets her husband, my uncle, to ask his brother if I can move in with him and my dad agrees to let me stay with him, even though I hadn't spoken to him in seven years at that time. Later on, when I arrive at his, he tells me I can't stay at his and to go to a hotel or something. I call my uncle crying and he says I can come stay with them instead. It seems as though my dad had agreed when his brother had confronted him, but changed his mind when he had gone home to speak to his wife. For the next two years, I lived at my uncle's house and I consider his kids to be more like siblings now. My dad's siblings and cousins from that side of the family always meet up for gatherings multiple times a year. I don't really communicate with my dad other than saying hello and goodbye at these gatherings. My uncle was there for me when even my own dad wasn't and his family accepted me as their own even though I'd barely spoken to them for eight years at the time. My dad will be invited to the wedding but I have asked my uncle to walk me down the aisle instead. He is happy that I asked him but is unsure if he wants to accept because he doesn't want to disrespect his older brother and walk his own daughter down the aisle in front of him. I feel as though my dad doesn't deserve to walk me down the aisle as he didn't have the backbone to stand up to his own wife over his daughter. My uncle even told me he tried to justify himself to his siblings by saying they didn't try to keep in touch with me, so why should I look after her? I'm not being funny, but as being a 16 female at the time, I was the oldest child as well. It wasn't my responsibility to, it was his. Am I the asshole for asking my dad's brother to walk me down the aisle instead of him, in front of him? Now, obviously, this is going to be a very, very difficult one for OP in this situation, simply for the mental side of things about seeing the father coming back slowly coming back into her life and things like that but I, I i got to question why you would even invite dad to your wedding i mean he hasn't been part of your life he's i wouldn't even consider him a dad at this point you know i know the fact that he can just walk out on six of his children and just have no contact just like that is a, i can't get my head around that how you could just walk out on family like that when you know the kids have done nothing wrong in this sure he may want to get away from the wife but what have the kids done in this situation i think if i, I was in op situation i know it's difficult to put myself in someone's shoes who's, who's got that mental battle going on but i don't think i'd want dad at the wedding anyway but i would expect you know uncle to say no in this situation i'd maybe and if uncle doesn't want to walk yours walk you down the aisle you know to, to not disrespect his brother or whatever reason then walk yourself down the aisle you deserve it you sound like a bloody awesome person to be looking after your siblings at a young age you know have a job and do all that good stuff so well done to you and let's see some comments to see what they say and claudia rabbit 123 says not the arsehole you aren't entitled to walk a daughter down the aisle that you abandoned twice and cat lur says not the arsehole but your uncle is allowed to say no the rift between him and his brother may not be worth it. Plus, he could be worried that it would cause unnecessary drama on your wedding day and ruin your wedding, which it very well might. Honestly, at this point, I'd be walking down the aisle by myself if I were you. And Kakastro says, not the arsehole, you can tell your uncle that there's no reality where his older brother would be walking you down the aisle. It's either he walks you or you walk alone. And Bobble Drew says, not the arsehole, your dad hasn't been in your life. You're asking someone who has. 
It's likely your dad will be hurt by this. If you choose to, you could explain the situation in a letter to him. And if you choose, open up the idea of trying to restore the relationship, but perhaps he needs some consequence. And Sky Island says, why would you invite your father? And yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And we have one more from Cult Queen who says, not the asshole. Deadbeats always think their kids will forget how they were neglected. Now, what would you do if you was in OP situation? And we move on to the next story. And our next story comes from character ad 6728. Am I the asshole dressing my son with the girl's clothes his dad's family brought him? English is not my first language and I am on mobile, so please be patient with me. November last year, I, 30 female, gave birth to our first baby. It's the first in the family and the sixth in my husband's family, 32 male. It's important to say that all six kids are boys and mother-in-law is in some sick baby girl rabies. <laughs> Don't forget that, right? Ever since we made the announcement, mother-in-law convinced herself that I was pregnant with a girl. I told her that once we knew the gender, she'd be the first to know. We told her it was a boy. She still was convinced it was a girl. She told the whole side of the family it was a girl. I corrected, but she told them I was just annoyed because I wanted a boy first. I wanted a healthy baby. I didn't have a damn about the sex. She also told them we're naming the girl after her mum, which we will never do because hubby hates his grandma. When the baby shower gifts started to come, I noticed a lot of things wasn't in the register. Embroidered things with grandma's name. And it didn't matter, we told them the gender and the name and make it clear we're not lying about the gender. Everyone believed her. Well, the baby was born and imagine the surprise. It was a boy, just like we've been telling everyone. The problem for them was that now the baby has plenty of girl clothes, pink onesies, etc. And we are dressing the baby with them, especially for his family video calls and for pictures for them. After Saturday call, mother-in-law called us to scream to us because we're making the elders uncomfortable for not sticking to a masculine color scheme for the baby clothes. And we're being this childish. She just thought my belly shape was more like a girl than for a boy. We told him we will not change the baby's clothes and just to wait until the dresses fit. He will look adorable. <laughs> well, I commented the thing with one of my friends and she told me I was wrong and should just listen to her. So, am I the asshole? And there is an edit which says one, I did try to return the clothes, but I needed the receipts and they didn't have them. Some passed the period of return, generally one month in my country. Two, I was not trying to be petty or mean, but the clothes were mostly super nice and I was not wasting them. Three, guys, I already donated the dresses and some clothes with a baby girl and things like that. I can be pretty chill, but I know this is a spoonful for bullying in the future. I've been dressing him like that, not for pictures, but in the cause. Four, luckily my side of the family is pretty chill and gave us plenty of neutral and boyish clothes. Five, and you guys are right, he doesn't give a damn. He paints any color with puke. <laughs> Lol. This is a story that could belong on malicious compliance. I was reading that a moment ago and I think I did see a very, very similar story. I wonder if OP posted it over there, but I think that's hilarious. And I think you're totally right. Don't waste clothes. Obviously you don't want ones with baby girl and stuff on it like that, which I totally get, but you know, baby doesn't care about this situation. Baby just happy that they're dressed and you know, get him fed and just love him life as it is. Mother-in-law just feels like an idiot because they didn't listen in the first place and they think that they can judge a pregnancy from the shape of a woman's tummy oh my word <laughs> let's check out some comments straight away to see what they say wind river 7 says not the arsehole what a well-deserved punishment for an overbearing mother-in-law 
I think the grandma onesies are especially appropriate since everyone would know that grandma bought the clothes. Mother-in-law is a person that needs to be put on an info diet since she uses everything for her own advantage. And any scientist says that grandma has serious issues. I roll. You have perfectly fine clothes. The color shouldn't matter. If they want baby to wear different clothes, then they can buy them. If mother-in-law is unhappy, next time she should keep her mouth shut. Not the arsehole. And since Seraph says, not the arsehole, why should you have to buy new baby clothes when you have perfectly good ones right there? And Y2 says, not the arsehole, so grandma ignores the parents confirming he's a boy, tells everyone is a girl, and that parents are delusional. Bunch of family buys girls things, even after being told it's a boy. Parents not wanting to waste clothes, has baby wear them. Family gets upset because they bought the wrong stuff and you're using it. Q shocked Pikachu face. And Love Mac and Cheese says, and quotes, just wait till the dresses fit. I think this was the best line I've read on Reddit. Not the arsehole. And Public Lemon says, not the arsehole. If she had an issue, she shouldn't have bought them. You told her the baby was a boy. ETA, love what you are doing. Now, <laughs> what do you guys think of this situation? And how would you have handled it? Let me know and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Throw Me Away For Good 23. Am I the arsehole? Are we for not letting our nephew and his pregnant girlfriend live in our pool house? I'll try to be brief. Six-ish months ago, my sister-in-law and her hubs were killed in a car accident. It was obviously super tragic and they were survived by my 17-year-old, 16 at the time, nephew, N. After my sister-in-law and brother-in-law passed away, N came to live with my husband, me and our eight-year-old son. Obviously, this has been an extremely hard time on N. He's been going to therapy weekly and attends group grief therapy once a month at the same place, but not the same group slash leader as my husband. N has been dating his girlfriend, R, for about 10 months, since a little bit before his parents died. They don't cause issues, they pretty much follow the rules. We've talked to both of them about safe sex and honestly, R helped him a lot after his parents' accident. N is generally a very good kid in his grief. R isn't a bad kid either. She has decent grades, plays sports and volunteers and is generally well-mannered. Her family life hasn't been the best though, so she spends a lot of time at our house. She stayed the night a few times, but we've put her up in the extra bedroom because we didn't think a 16-year-old should be sharing. N and R came to us last week and let us know that R is pregnant. They are adamant they use condoms, but she's not on birth control because her parents wouldn't let her be. They told R's parents that they kicked her out of their house. Of course, we told her she could stay with us and semi-figured things out on the short term. Hubs and I talked it out and looked at finances and while comfortable, we can't really take on an extra person. We already took on N, plus a newborn without major sacrifices and R and our son's part, which doesn't feel fair to him. We sat down with N and R again to ask their plans. Apparently, one of my in-laws made them believe they were going to be moving into our pool house rent and utility free, which was previously set up as an apartment, but is now my art studio and has been before since N came to live with us, and that I would take care of the baby while they went to school. Um, I am a teacher and I work the same hours as they go to school. We corrected them, let them know that they were still welcome to stay here, but in their own rooms. Once they graduated high school and or gotten a GED, we'd revisit sleeping arrangements for them, plus the baby. We said we wouldn't charge rent, but they would need to find a way to provide for whatever they needed for their child. We'd help by getting their car seat system, and that was all. Formula, wipes, childcare, etc. were all on them to figure out. 
Now, NR and all her husband's family are in an uproar about it, saying their kids can't possibly go to high school and raise a child. We said they should have thought about that sooner if they can't afford a baby. So, are we the assholes? And there is a brief edit which we cover straight away, which says, I hope this is okay to add a little thing. I'm reading all your comments and replying as much as I can. I will say this, I've already told my husband and both N and R that they all have 24 hours to cool off and think about everything and then we're sitting down as adults again to discuss it. My adult daughter is actually in town. As a coincidence, the trip was planned back in January and we'll be taking our eight-year-old out for dinner, movies and ice cream tomorrow evening to help facilitate this. The eight-year-old doesn't have much of an idea of what's going on. He's been doing a summer camp during the days at the aquarium, so he's thankfully been out of the house for these convos. I've nixed the topic around him and he doesn't have his own phone or social media, so my in-laws only contact with him is through my husband and I or our landline. I'm trying my best to handle the situation with as much love and grace as I can. And we'll start straight away with Jeremy Crowhurst saying, not the arsehole. These in-laws are pretty free about spending your money. I think a subtle and nuanced reply. I'm thinking, fuck off until you're ready to help is appropriate. This is a very common situation that arises on the sub. Your in-laws do not care about your nephew or his baby and girlfriend. All they care about is that they don't have to support them themselves. Stop taking their calls. And Rinda Trick says, not the arsehole from what you said. You're still providing shelter and love and support, just under your own rules and within your ability. I think your parameters are reasonable and generous. Whether or not they used condoms or birth control or anything, pregnancy is a possibility for them no matter what. So I don't think it's unfair that they're asked to provide a part for the life they created. And Duty Valuable says, not the arsehole. You need to get a handle on this fast. This is not your responsibility. You should not be the one who's taking care of and funding this baby. It's time to have an honest conversation. Things become real once you bring money into it. Sit both kids down and start showing them how much it takes to raise a baby for the first year, let alone the rest of the 18 years. Make a list with them of all the things the baby needs, diapers, clothing, formula, childcare, stroller, car seat, etc. Ask them how much they think diapers cost. After that, show them how much diapers cost. Ask them how much diapers they think a baby goes through in a week. Then tell them how many diapers a baby goes through in a week. Have them calculate how much a month's worth of diapers cost. Repeat it with formula, clothing, childcare, and all other things. And then ask both of them how much money they save and how much they plan on affording all this because you aren't paying. Remind them that adoption and abortion are options, but if they insist on keeping the baby, they need to start bringing money in now. Also, I'm not sure who's providing medical insurance for the girlfriend, but you might want to show her how much she's going to pay in hospital bills for the pregnancy, let alone if something goes wrong. And Terry Saz says, not the arsehole, your nephew and his girlfriend should look into government support, WIC for the mother and baby to start. They should also get jobs. Take girlfriend to planned parenthood to get prenatal care. These two need a wake up call. You aren't raising their baby. You aren't getting up at night with the baby. You aren't changing the diapers and you aren't babysitting except on your own terms. For instance, babysit if they are both working. They need to both stay in school. Help them look into education programs in your area that would let them take the baby to school. Some regular high schools offer that as an option. And no, don't let two teenagers play house in your pool house. They can have separate rooms, co-parent, study, work, and have safe and supportive environment in which to do it. If they don't like your terms, they are welcome to move with your in-laws who disagree with you. And now what would you do if you was put in this situation? 
Let me know your thoughts and your thoughts on the rest of today's stories. I'd always love to hear your thoughts if you have a moment of your day to do so. And also keep those comments coming in and telling me about what you're up to whilst listening. I've been absolutely having a blast listening to what you guys have been up to. Some people trucking across the country, you know who you are, playing video games, baking cakes, educating your kids while getting involved. Obviously don't use me as an education platform. (laughs) One of you was out in the middle of the countryside doing some painting whilst listening to, I don't know how you got a signal, but fair play to you. And many of you just studying or doing art and stuff like that. It's absolutely fantastic. Keep it coming. And if you did enjoy today's stories, would you please consider hitting that like button? It hugely helps out the channel. And if you want to support the channel further, but never any pressure to do so, absolutely never, you can click the join button down below for YouTube or click the link in the description for Patreon and join it up there. Thank you so much for your love, time and support. And we'll see you, you spicy, cheeky, so and so (laughs) in the next one take care guys much love